0: Hey guys, in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, I am teaming up with Himalaya to show our support. From April 1st through the end of May, Himalaya will match the exact dollar amount for every active subscriber to our premium channel and donate it to direct relief to support our healthcare workers. Go to your favorite app store, download the Himalaya app, search for Personal Revolution, and subscribe to our premium channel to show your support. Let's fight this pandemic together. Hey, Revolutionary, here you are. Episode nine, close the deal. Oh, baby, you are 90% of the way toward your goal. And please, I just want to take a big old moment to acknowledge you, to acknowledge the fact that you set a goal. You invested in the support to help you pursue that goal. And now here you are, you're knocking on the door of the goal. You did it. You called upon the people you loved. You called upon your own reserves. You moved the needle in your own life. It is an honor to be with you for this journey. If you like, share your achievement, go to the community section of the app and let us know where you are, that here you are, chapter nine, what your goal is. Let us support you too because that's part of what we wanna do here. I'm so, so happy for you. You have all the tools you need to take it to the next step, and this next episode will take you there. Now, I want to zero in on that prep sheet, right? Because before you're listening to each episode, you're doing the prep. So run through it with me, okay? So your goal is, by now you totally have it memorized, so just say it. Where am I on a scale of 1 to 10 toward achieving my goal? Let's say it together. 9... What have I accomplished since the last episode? What did I accomplish since the brawny episode eight with all those tools to move you forward? What happened? And, and in fact, tell me what happened between episode seven and eight and now, right? The brains and the brawn took you to this point. What did you do? How did you take action in the last couple of weeks? Is there anything you wanted to do but didn't get done? I love it when clients say, nope, nailed it. But if there's something you didn't get done, tell me because you're going to do it. So tell me. What opportunities are available to me right now? By the end of the close the deal episode, I want to. What do you want to achieve in this podcast? What do you want to achieve when you're listening today? Are there any insights or new awarenesses that excite you, right? What's novel? What's on your mind today? Please don't skip this question. A lot of people will pass it by. This is another way to get that insight, right? This is another way to just talk about what you're thinking in the moment, right? So what's a new insight that you have right now? Great. Thank you so much for completing that prep sheet with me together, conceptually, if you haven't already done it physically. And now... Let's get into closing the deal. Well, congratulations again, because you've arrived at a nine on your how close am I to achieving this goal scale. You are close enough to see that goal happening. If you're not yet at this point, go back to episodes seven or eight, right? Go back to the brains and the brawn, or even maybe it's time to go back to episodes five and six, right? The networking episodes, or maybe even episode four, the happiness episode. Go back. They're there for you choose what you think will help you get closer to this goal. And if it's time to pick up the phone and call on the help of a coach or a mentor, do it. I'm here. You can always go to a site called numi.com, N-O-O-M-I-I. They have all kinds of coaches at all different levels that can support you. Call on the support you need, but let's get you to nine. In this episode, you are going to acknowledge what you've done to get here. You're going to create a strategy to take this one over the finish line with a smile on your face, connect with why this goal matters to you, and authentically deliver your final actions. I am kvelling over here. There's more Yiddish for you. It describes the feeling of being extraordinarily pleased, bursting with joy, a great sense of pride. So I am kvelling because I am proud of you for getting to this point. As it is said, it's the voyage not arriving at the destination that matters. The hardest of the hard work is behind you. You are ready and prepared for this next step. So first, let's take a moment to acknowledge what you've done and how you've come to this point. Reflection stop point. How much time have you spent actively working toward this goal? When did you start? Take a look at what you've done. What are a couple of actions that you've taken that you're proud of? Which action that you took surprised you the most? How is your life different now than it was when you began pursuing this goal? So now I want you to think about what a nine feels like. Now that you've arrived at this point, you must be kevelling too. You're at a nine! It's the feeling that you have when you're in your third round of interviews at the company you want to work for. It's the feeling of a musician who has thoroughly practiced her piece and is sitting in front of a live audience ready to perform. If you watch the Olympics, you can see that nine impatience and readiness in top athletes. You can see it in horses who are filing into the gate before a big race. I can still remember Mary Lou Retton running toward the vault in the 1984 Summer Olympics. She needed a score of 10 to win the all-around gold medal, and you could tell in the intensity of her run that she had it. Now, despite a recent knee injury, she approached the vault at just the right speed with a strong stride and total focus. As I watched, and I was 12 years old, I watched and I knew she had it. Everyone knew she had it. When you are approaching your 10, remember Mary Lou running toward that vault. So now we have an opportunity to reverse engineer your goal, right? We've been plotting toward your goal. So now let's look at what's left. What are the final pieces you need to put in place before you achieve your goal? To reverse engineer it, instead of thinking toward it, we're going to back up from you achieving it because within the next couple of weeks or month, like, it's done, right? So what happens between then and now? Let's start by imagining that you've achieved the goal. Think of the moment when you've done it. Maybe it's finding out that you're pregnant. And incidentally, right before sitting down to record this, I found out that a client of mine is pregnant, right? Maybe it's finding out that you're pregnant. Maybe it's receiving the call that someone would like to offer you that job with the signing bonus you asked for, maybe you're going to be receiving a letter of acceptance from the grad school program you want to attend. Now, take a step back in time. What was the last step you took before achieving your goal? And what was the step before that? And what was the step before that? If you do this slowly and precisely enough, reverse engineering your goal, you'll create a backwards recipe you can follow to get to your goal, right? There's the chocolate cake I've created. There's me frosting the chocolate cake. There's the chocolate cake waiting and cooling. There's me taking the chocolate cake out of the cake pans. There's me taking the cake out of the oven and back and back and so on. Action stop point. What actions are left for you to take toward your goal? Walk yourself backwards, starting from achieving your goal, and identify the remaining steps that are needed. Write it down or voice record or video record it. Next, create your strategy or strategies. Dwight D. Eisenhower is credited with saying, plans are worthless, But the process of planning is everything. Although you don't know for sure what the future will bring, you can think through what you'd like it to bring. You can create plans A, B, and C, backup plans, and backups for your backups. By preparing yourself for what might happen and creating options, you're putting yourself in a mindset to ensure that this happens. Now that you've reverse-engineered your goal, let's create a few more options. And this time, let's borrow some thinking from football. You're the quarterback. Your team is on the 10 yard line with the ability to score if you do the right things. There are a few possible ways to get there. What's one way? What's another way that could also work? The coach has been drilling these plays into you. What are your options? And what do you pick? Reflection stop point. Do you have more than one plan to pursue your goal at this point? Identify several options before you move forward. So now let's take a look at the big picture goal, right? If your goal is to be happier at work, hopefully you've been job hunting and looking for ways to improve your current job. If you're trying to determine whether you wanna stay in your marriage or not, hopefully you've been meeting with divorce lawyers and seeing a marriage counselor. By creating multiple avenues to achieve your goal, you can make the best possible choice. You never want to be in a position where you're backed against the wall and feel like you don't have options, right? So you're creating options. With clients who are looking to make a job change, I rarely have them focus on just one job. They pursue multiple jobs and please don't stop the pursuit until the job offer is accepted, right? Even if you're in the third round with your dream company, I still want you applying to other jobs because the only thing better than a terrific job offer is multiple concurrent terrific job offers. And, of course, negotiating with multiple offers on the table puts you in a position of great strength. This strategy goes far beyond the job search. First, it recognizes that people are complex and often no single endeavor will fulfill their needs. And second, it creates clarity. By fully following that nagging feeling that you should, right, there's the dirty word should, have been a gym teacher, you may be able to better determine whether you want to pivot your career or whether that urge would be better satisfied by becoming a volunteer Little League coach. Here's another client story. Paisley, a UI user interface designer, was talented and she knew it. She had a solid, well-paying job working for a big company and a three-hour commute with two young children. She wanted to shorten her commute while still doing similar work. In our work together, she identified companies that would require a shorter commute. She networked and landed an interview. While she didn't make a great impression or didn't think she did so well, she did well enough to get a job offer. The corporation offered her a good, solid opportunity with a terrific team at a lower salary. She wanted everything about this offer, but she didn't want to take the pay cut. It was tough to her because it was a significantly shorter commute, a better team, and a stronger corporate culture. The job was an 80% improvement. So she was at a nine, right? She had the job offer. And she also had to be honest with the fact that something was missing. She realized that she owed it to herself to ask for more money. And then if the company said no, she could decide if she still wanted the job. But she had to ask. There was nothing to lose. Paisley put together a strong case for why she deserved a higher salary and gave it her best shot. It worked. The company agreed to give her the pay that she asked for. Even though it was a large company with very strict salary bans, for her, they made the exception. Well, that made her choice easy. And here's the best part. After working for this terrific company... Not even a year later, a consulting firm who worked for the company poached Paisley, right? They took her out of that company so that she could continue to work for the company. It's very complicated. But in the end, Paisley ended up with even more money because of the great work she was able to do at this company. And this time working for the consulting firm, she had an even more flexible schedule. She didn't just achieve her goal, she exceeded it. Here's something that's really important. Now, it's important to me, it's important to my value set, and when I put it out there, I see it really working for my clients. In closing the deal, you must be authentic. As you approach your goal, it can be tempting to do whatever it takes to close the deal. I believe it's a lot sweeter to close the deal with authenticity. Sometimes that means walking away from a deal. You set the goal from a place of truth. Now, let that truth and your values take you the final mile. Now, remember Scott, the client I mentioned in episode three, who thought I tricked him into recognizing that his life was pretty good after he completed the whole life model? He said, my life's terrible. And then he's like, my life's amazing. Right. So he's a terrific example of the benefits of being yourself. Scott had a friend who told him about a job with one of the leading global banks, and he knew it was exactly what he wanted. He was able to get an interview and asked me to dedicate a coaching session to just prepare for the interview. When he walked into my office, he said, I got this. My friend told me I should say this and that, basically tell them what they want to hear. So I asked him why he came in for a coaching session if he knew what he wanted to say. We both knew he wanted to get that job and that he had the skills for it. And he knew that I didn't like inauthenticity. I said, tell me why you want this job so badly. Once we got past the obvious, he was out of work and needed money to take care of his newborn son, he dug deeper. At first, he said, it's a good job. It's where I belong. He was having a hard time getting it out, but then finally he made the connection. The finance company he worked at for seven years was a bond bucket shop, right? The kind of first-tier broker-dealers that are a little bit shady and now disappearing, thankfully. Wolf of Wall Street kind of stuff. It wasn't a place where he saw growth opportunities. It just wasn't the future. Scott was now interviewing at a prestigious global bank. Bond trading was just one small part of the bank's operation. He could grow, learn, and excel based on his hard work and fabulous attitude. It was a solid company with a good reputation. And he was perfect for it. He had a great memory. He had strong relationship skills. And he loved the field. Plus, the company was a very easy commute from his home. He was soon able to articulate why he was a perfect fit for the job based on the experiences he had and the person he was and the employee he could become. By the time he left my office, he couldn't wait for that interview. He could articulate why he was uniquely qualified for the job and how he hoped to be a long-term contributor to the organization. This was a complete turnaround from where we started the session with him just wanting to say anything to get the job. He had been mistreated at his prior company and was behaving inauthentically because that was the culture of his last company. In our session, he gained comfort that he could show his true colors in the interview and get the job. He was at his nine, right? He was ready for that interview, and he figured out exactly what he needed to do to land the job and start it on the right foot. So what happened? He was given a verbal offer at the end of the interview. When he received his written offer, the salary exceeded his target by $20,000, plus there was a generous overtime and bonus package. He exceeded his own goal, and I'd like to think that his personal authenticity played a role. Reflection stop point. What will achieving this goal do for you? How does it reflect your values? How can you use your values to pursue these final action steps? So we're almost done with this episode, believe it or not, but there's a few more concepts I want to share. (laughs) I call this one, whistle while you work. It's the level of enjoyment I'd like you to have for this next phase. Now, some goals take time to accomplish. For example, if you're trying to lose 100 pounds in a healthy way, that's going to take more than a year. As you see yourself with those inch pebbles, right, moving steadily in the right direction, what can you do to celebrate your ongoing achievements? Do you want to invest in some new pieces of clothing for your wardrobe? You probably will have to because 20, 30, 40 pounds, you're a different size. Try on a new hairstyle. Call an ex-boyfriend. Travel to a place you've never been before? Hopefully, the successes you've achieved to this point have bolstered your confidence as you accomplish Inch Pebble achievements on the way to your milestone. You're not far from the finish line now, so see yourself walking right up to it, knowing you've earned it. Now, there's going to be a lot of celebrating when you cross the finish line into the next chapter, and it's also important to recognize the work that you put in every step of the way. Right in the beginning of this episode, I was saying, I see you, I acknowledge you, and I even asked you to acknowledge yourself. You are working hard, and you need to find a way to give back to yourself. Part of this last push will involve self care and positive reinforcement, whether that comes from you acknowledging what you've done or others in your life recognizing it. Sometimes your friends and family will know what you need, other times you're going to have to ask for it explicitly. Either way, make sure you're getting the care you need for this final stretch. So yes, that means go to a concert, take a mental health day, get a massage, buy that cute hat with a fuzzy pom-pom on top like I just did. Do what you need to do to just love on yourself and tag it. I don't mean social media tag it. I mean tag it for yourself, recognizing why you're doing this, right? Hey, this is because I, boom, reflection stop point. How can you refill your tanks before you take this final step? Who would you like to take a moment with to share what you've achieved? Who has been noticing the change in you? Here are a couple final thoughts before you close the deal. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, you are so close, right? You're nine on a scale of one to ten. You are right there. You're standing in the wings, waiting to take stage. Whenever you're about to go on stage, there's always someone there to give you your cue and some encouragement, whether it's a hearty smile, have fun, go get them, or break a leg, right? And that's the last thing that happens before you're ushered into the spotlight. You are at that moment. You're waiting in the wings. You're Mary Lou Retton approaching the vault. It's like you're about to have a baby, right? The doctor and nurses can actually see him, and they're telling you to give it one last push. Revolutionary, next time we meet... You will have achieved the goal. Listen, I'm right there, right? I'll be right there after the performance. I'll be right there after the show. I cannot wait to give you a hearty hug on the other side. This is all you. Go get them. Insights for this episode. As you review the ideas I shared today, which ideas and stories resonated most deeply with you? Pick three. How do you plan to celebrate when you achieve your goal? Who or what is inspiring you right now to make your goal a reality? List five. Actions. Identify the remaining steps to your goal and make them happen. We discussed having a couple of plans, have the couple plans, then pick the one you're pursuing. All right, baby, see you on the other side.